Today on the podcast, I am talking with the absolutely delightful Tiffany Newman. Tiffany is a branding expert, and you guessed it, we're going to be talking branding on this episode. Tiffany shares what branding really is and what it isn't, which was kind of eye-opening to me. I love it. And we even address, or she addresses, how you can approach branding your company even if you feel like you're not super clear on your identity or you feel like your company is having a little bit of an identity crisis. Tiffany also drops this really powerful word regarding branding, and that is legacy. So tune in to this episode to find out what legacy has to do with branding. And I have a feeling that you're going to absolutely fall in love with Tiffany. This is the So Worth It podcast, a place where we're talking about growing a business while raising a family, not to mention all of the crazy, fun, and hard stuff that comes with it. I'm sure I don't have to tell you, none of it's easy, but it is so worth it. If that sounds like your sort of thing, stick around. I'm your host, Jackie Ellis. Welcome to the show. All right. Today I have Tiffany Newman. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jackie. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thanks. I'm excited to talk to you about branding, all things branding. Um, but before we jump into that, why don't you share with us just a little bit of your background um, and maybe uh, how you got into branding? Yeah. So it's it's kind of a long story, but kind of not. So I will just dive right in and say that I started branding technically in high school. I fell in love with it and took took a course and accidentally won awards. And my high school uh, teacher was like, you're really good at this. You should go to college for it. So one thing led to another. And I was like, okay, went to college for it. Um, and then as soon as I graduated from college, I became an intern at a company and then pretty quickly moved my way up to creative director, um, which I like to laugh about because, you know, I did not have the skills to manage people, but I, I learned. And so it's really just been in my blood. So I worked in the corporate world for over 15 years with brands like Stoli Vodka, Burt's Bees, FedEx, Adidas, um, as a creative director and loved it. It was my dream job. I was like flying to New York, going to Chicago, like working with all these big brands and it was amazing. And then think like so many of us, you know, I had kid children and I was like, oh, this is not fun anymore. Like, I don't want to be away from my children. And so, and I realized too, that I was an entrepreneur within corporate, if that makes sense. Like I had grown a team and, and made a bunch of new business. And so I was like, why am I doing this for them? I could probably make a lot more if I did it for myself. So I left, started my own company and that's, that's the rest is history now. <laughs> That's awesome. That's exciting. Those are, those are well-known brands, brands I love too. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it, it was really a hard transition for me because I did love it so much. And I was like, am I giving up, you know, this amazing corporate salary and things I love to do, but looking back now, I'm so glad I did, but it was, it was a hard decision for sure. Yeah. As is when life changes, right? Right. Uh, but now you work with, I've seen some of the brands that you work with, a different kind, like online entrepreneurs, right? Like coaches and that sort of thing. Exactly. So um, very cool. So 
I'm curious, and I bet a lot of people that are listening to this are curious too, what exactly does branding mean? Because I think for a long time in my head, I thought branding was like the colors on your website, right? I think a lot of people probably think that. So what does it, what does branding mean? Yeah. So branding is like, that's a small piece of the brand, right? Is what we see. And I think that's why we're all conditioned to think that's the brand because we're visual creatures and we see the big brands and, you know, like target red and the Apple logo and all of that. And so we think for us to, as like entrepreneurs or small business owners to have a brand is to get a logo or to have our colors. And really what I like to use is the analogy of an iceberg. So that's like the visual piece above the surface, right? And so that's what we see. That's what we think of as a brand, but really that's like the icing on the cake. Really, if you only get those pieces, it's like putting lipstick on a pig. You're like, oh, this looks pretty. I think I'll just like make it look like this and go with it. We're really below the surface. The true piece of a brand is getting clear on your mission, your vision, your values, your voice, your brand story, your personal story, all of the messaging pieces that come together to create that. So if we relate it back to big brands, we know like Apple, for instance, like there's millions and billions of dollars spent on those below the surface pieces. Like, how are you going to talk to the idea client? Who is it? Like, all of those things that happens before you put the icing on the cake. And I think a lot of people do it in reverse and they do the logos and they're like, well, I don't know why nobody's being attracted. And of course, marketing's in there too, but really I see marketing as part of your brand as well. Like that's how you're attracting people, but it feeds in with everything else. So to me, a brand is really holistically like what your business stands for, what it is, Um, how you're attracting people. And then ultimately it's how you're going to make people feel and how you differentiate yourself um, from like all the competition that's out there. Okay. I'm so glad that you went in this direction because, and this is so timely. It's funny that we're having this chat right now because I'm actually reading two different books on branding because I wanted to learn more myself. And that was before we even decided to get on this, on this chat. So you said, ultimately it's about how your brand makes people feel, or you said something similar to that. Right. And I think that this is, this is a hard thing to like wrap our heads around as entrepreneurs, I think, or as business owners, because so much we're, we're in our business. We're so close to everything and it's about us, right? It's about our vision for the company. It's about our values. It's about us, us, us. And it's like, okay, now Now I know my marketing has to be about my customer, but how do I take that, like what my company is all about and my vision and make that, make my customers feel something about that? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? That's Mm -hmm. such a hard concept, I think, to grasp. And I don't even know if there's a simple response to that. Yeah. Well, I do. I definitely have thoughts about it. So I I totally agree with what you're saying. And my favorite saying is you can't see the label from inside the bottle because it's hard to get that objective view when you're sitting in your business all day, every day, which is why I step in and do the work I do. I really take people through a process to help uncover that. And then also like step-by-step processes. Yes. What is it for you, but who are these ideal clients and what are their thoughts and beliefs? And part of that is market research as well. So when I was in corporate, for instance, like when Adidas was going to come out with a new product, they would spend millions of dollars. We'd hire a market research company. We'd determine the questions we want to add. We'd get those answers and then we'd create the brand. 
So I think there's a lot of disconnect there where we make assumptions on what the ideal clients want. So in my process, I actually build in that market research, um, although I don't charge millions of dollars for it, <laughs> like I used to, um, because we actually want to take the ideal client's words and infuse that in with our passions and everything. Um, so there's a specific way to do that. And then when you do that, you can really pull out those um, qualities from those people and then use it in your marketing as well. And so it's really like, I like the idea of a Venn diagram and it's like you, your beliefs, your things like that. And then your, your ideal client. And then we want to like that overlapping part in the middle mm-hmm. is a sweet spot of like where you need to land, which is why I think so many people kind of spin in circles sometimes and how eventually, like even the naming convention of like, what is a program going to be? What is the business name or the exact messaging? It gets so much clearer when you infuse those two things together. That mm-hmm. makes yeah, that absolutely does make sense. Um, what if you are, I, I suppose I already know the answer to this, but <laughs> what if as a, as a business, you don't truly feel like, you know, who, who you are, what your message is. I mean, I imagine you're going to tell, tell me that you got to figure it out. Right. But sometimes I feel like it's like this, this, like I'm part mom, part business owner, part, you know, like I help this person. Sometimes I help this person sometimes. And maybe it's that mom mentality of being like in a, a million directions. And it's like, who am I really, who am I really as a business? What do you do there? Oh my gosh. This is the best question. Cause I went, th- I'm going to say, first of all, I've been through this because when I came from corporate, that was my identity, right? I am the, you know, creative director in corporate. So like, I felt like an idiot. <laughs> I'm going to be just transparent with you coming to the entrepreneurial world with all this credibility. And I was like, I know nothing. I'm like nobody. And then, yeah. And then adding a mom onto it and it's like an identity crisis. Right. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. the best way to explain this to you is to use a case study, if that's okay, because yeah. um, it'll help make it feel more real than me just like trying to explain it. So um, Elizabeth Hartke is a client of mine and I know she would, she's on my website, she's featured. So she would not mind me saying this. Um, when I started working with her, she was a beach body coach. Um, and she was also, um, a coach for women entrepreneurs. Right. And same thing. She has a mom to three children. And she was like, she literally was like, Tiffany, I think I'm having an identity crisis. I'm like, that's normal. It's okay. And this can happen like so many places in our businesses, when we come out of corporate, if we're starting a business, it can happen five years in, like we just, a lot of, and then the past two years, I've seen so many people go through this because of like what's happening in the world. And we start questioning things and we're like, this isn't giving me passion anymore. So what I would say is, um, the process that I take people through and I'll say at high level, cause obviously you have to go through the process to do it, but I'm happy to share is really an inquiry process of really determining like where you want to be like some for Liz, she was like, holy crap. Like, I don't even want to keep doing what I'm doing anymore. Like I really want to shift from strategy to elevating leaders. I want to be like a leadership company and she wants to bring her children into it and her husband's involved now. And so it was something that she's thought of before, but she didn't, she was so like looking into what she was doing now. She was like, how am I going to like leave what I'm doing and do that? So not only did we, did we rebrand, sometimes it involves like a strategy of how to like 
do that pivot and then how to re-announce it to the world and, mm-hmm. and do that too. So there's like brand launches involved, but I would say the first thing is to just like really inquire. And it kind of is that answer of like, figure it out. But I, I do a lot of strategy sessions for people where it's like first sitting down and creating the vision and talking it through with somebody, um, to make sure it makes sense and that it's feasible and all of those things. But a lot of times being a mom and, you know, being an entrepreneur, we are so busy. We don't take the time to like step back. So Mm -hmm. that's where one of my favorite things to do with people is like a two or three day retreat. Like with Liz, I went to her house and we sat there and we're like, what is this thing? And bouncing those ideas. And then literally luminary leadership was born out of that. So even if you do it with somebody else or do it with yourself, I would say like, take away distractions and let your like soul speak. And I know this sounds like woo and like a little weird, but it truly is like, it's there inside of you. You just have to let it out. (laughs) Yeah. I think for myself, one of the things that always provides clarity is when I write, like if I just start writing down my ideas, not even knowing, like, I'm going to ask you in a second, what I should be, what we should be asking ourselves about like where to start. But even if I don't know where to start, just writing down anything that comes to mind, you know, and where the conversation kind of takes me in my own head provides clarity. Like I didn't even know, sometimes I write to figure out what I'm thinking about. Right. There's, there's a famous writer that said that, and I don't even know who that is to give them credit, but (laughs) I don't know either. um, I know what you're talking about and I don't know either, (laughs) but there's, there's a frustrating question, a fresh, a frustrating prompt that people use sometimes that, that you can tell them I'm just frustrated by this. And it's like, well, what do you want? What is your, what is your dream outcome? And I have such a hard time going there. I'm like, I don't even know. I'm maybe it's my personality. It's like, there's so many possibilities. I need to know all of the possible outcomes in order to choose one. Right. So sometimes just not even thinking about what I want, but just like maybe what I don't want or, you know, what I want sooner rather than like a big picture, but writing always helps me. Um, but what I want to ask you is if there was one question that someone could start with to get, to get started, what would it be? Yeah. So I think you're on the right path of like, what do I want? What do I don't want? I would ask you, well, it's kind of a a little bit more than one question, but just bear with me. Okay. So, um, what is, what are your superpowers? So not, and not only like, what are you good at, but what are your superpowers? And when I say superpower, yes, you're good at it, but also what do you, it, it goes into the effect. And I did a workshop on this, um, actually for our mutual friend, Selena Sue recently, Mm -hmm. I spoke to her groups and it's like, sometimes their superpowers we're so close to them again, can't see the label inside the bottle that you don't even realize it's your superpower. So I would also not only ask yourself, ask your husband, ask people on your team, ask other people around you. So I realized my superpower, of course it's branding, but my true superpower is helping people get clarity, which is why I just had a brand clarity workshop right before this. (laughs) So maybe there's something that you are a superpower, like you're in, you know, marketing, but maybe there's like one little piece that's actually your superpower. And not only can you ask other people, but also realize like, where does the time just fade away and you get lost? Like, what do you love doing? And you're like, 
if I could just do that all the time, like that would be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, combined with the superpower, that would be the first place I would suggest starting because, and then I'll share one really weird trick that, um, was given to me and this sounds insane, but I swear to God, it works is to take two different color pens. Um, I like to use red and black and, have a conversation with, and this is like, depending on your spiritual or you're not, whatever it is, it could be your higher self. It could be with God. It could be with like, pretend you have multiple personalities and write the question of like, just start with like, hello. And then this sounds insane, but, and then I'm like, hello, literally you can end up, especially if writing, you know, works for you. I've come out of like, just writing, like I put on like clear music, no distractions, And I'm just like, holy shit, like this, like conversation, (laughs) like I asked, I would ask questions and like answers would come. It's so amazing. Um, It's like, like channel, whatever it is. (laughs) So it sounds crazy, but it's really awesome. That's cool. I like the superpower thing too. I'm definitely going to have to try the conversation with myself, but (laughs) (laughs) to see where that goes. But I like the superpower thing. I was thinking about, um, sometimes I wonder sometimes if, if, um, finding your superpower, that's maybe not even related to your business. You know what I mean? Like you could have a superpower. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I would think that if you have a superpower that you're just super organized and your business is not organizing people, right. Mm -hmm. That is a really strong strength or, or a really strong um, your strong suit that could be incorporated in to, I mean, that's got to become part of your messaging or part of. Right. Cause that um, really helps you become differentiated. Right. Cause like, mm-hmm. you know, the marketplace is so saturated now. I just banded a coach who was like very popular, like about 15 years ago, she was like on the cover of the New York times. This was before life coaching was even a thing. And mm-hmm. she decided to like step back. Anyways, it's a very long story. Um, And, and now it's like, she comes back and she's like, wow, like there's so many people out here to compete with. Now I believe in collaboration over competition, but still it's true. You need to differentiate Mm -hmm. yourself. So that's why, like in mine, I'm like, I'm a branding, but there's a billion branding. So I created the legacy brand method because I really, I'm a futurist. I love to look in the future. I love things that are long lasting that allow, you can still pivot under a legacy brand, but it is a legacy, right? So like maybe it's, especially the organization piece makes a lot of sense if there's a lot of, cause there's a lot of entrepreneurs who are not organized. So like you're saying, if you plug that in, they don't have to hire like an organ somebody to organize them and the strategist it's like comes together. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about legacy on your website. It says, you know, branding isn't as it's not just your logo. It's not a brand board. Your branding is a legacy. What does that mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like twofold. The first piece is it's, it is your legacy. So it's something that you're leaving in the world. Not that you, you know, are vain and want a statue of yourself somewhere. <laughs> like, I mean, if you do, maybe, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you do cool, but I mean, really, if you think about it, like, you know, Tony Robbins, Oprah, like people who created something that's lasting, like if you're going to write a book or whatever, you're not just doing a business to make money. Those are the type of people like you're on a mission. You 
Um, you want it to be more just about making money. You really want to leave an impact in the world. And whether that's for you or maybe it's for the next generation, you know, maybe it's for your children. Like my daughter's showing interest in like, she's like, mommy, I want to design logos. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. Maybe that's my legacy, you know, but it's really that piece. And then the second piece is specific to branding. What I see happen is people rebrand and they rebrand and they reinvent the wheel because they're pivoting and they're changing. But if we look at the corporate world, like the brands I talked about earlier, like Target's going to never change their red. You need to have consistency in your business. And a lot of clients, when they come to me, they've rebranded three or four times. So when, when I say legacy, I'm like, this is your last stop. Like you can shift, you can pivot underneath. And I typically, a lot of the times create um, personal brands for people. So where they are the thought leader. So it is like a, you know, Brene Brown is known for vulnerability. Like, what are you known for? And then if you want to sell off a piece of your business later, you can do that too. You can, you know, have naming conventions of your offers underneath that. But when I work with people, it truly is like your legacy and it's not going to change. So we look out into the future of where you want to be. And again, if you don't know where that is, I also, some of the other questions I think to ask you is like, where do you want your life to be? Not only in your business, but personally um, with your family and make sure that you're weaving like time and money freedom into that. Because sometimes people would be like, you know, I want to be a billionaire and speak on stages, you know, all the time, but do you really like, is that your lifestyle? So if we look at that vision, then we reverse engineer it. It will allow you to grow and to evolve into that vision much, much quicker but then also you're not rebranding every two years because you're branded and you're positioned for where you want to head and not where for where you are now, if that makes sense. Ooh, yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. So, so often we see people like rebranding every two years and it's okay to have themes. So like when I did Selena Sue's brand, like we would theme it. She wanted to have a theme every year. So we slightly tweak the brand every year. Although now I think she stepped into her legacy, um, now that she's moved to Puerto Rico and we've kind of gotten that vibe down, Mm -hmm. but it's okay to have like, um, those themes and like shift the brand slightly, but you want to stay true to the core and the core message mostly. Mm -hmm. Wow. Very cool. So one thing that is big to me is the time, the amount of time that it takes to do something in my business and the amount of stress that it creates for me to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what I want to ask you is, because I saw it somewhere, I think it was on your website about how branding or an, or maybe an element of branding can save you time. How is that? Yeah. So, I mean, there is an investment of time, of course, that goes into Mm -hmm. creating a brand. Although being a busy entrepreneur myself, I made it extremely quick and easy for people because, um, nobody wants to do things that are hard and take a long time. But the, the fact is when you get out, at least the way I do branding. So I know everybody does it different is you get a brand manual. So all of the things that are like below the surface of that iceberg, you get in a 20 to 25 page document. So you're like, Oh my gosh, this is me in a book. Like, this is my voice. These are my values. Um, usually people cry, which is a good thing. Oh, wow. (laughs) And, (laughs) um, and that then becomes a document that you can be like, oh my gosh, I have to do a social post. So 
I also recommend it to most people to hand off to their team. So if you're somebody who has a team, like I don't post on social media ever. Like my team has my brand Bible. They have all of my brand assets. Um, I do write like bullet points and ideas and I'll write some content, but mostly they have learned by having, you know, my brand manual, what all of that is and what it means. And they can like, just run with it. Also Facebook ads managers or copywriters. Um, so when, you know, a copywriter comes in to write a launch sequence, you go, here's the brand manual. And they'll like, be like, oh my gosh, okay. Like we can just get started. So that's where it saves a ton of time. And then the same thing with the visuals, like once that's nailed down, we usually, um, I have a small team. So we create, you know, the website templates, um, templates for like handouts, templates for downloads, templates for all the things. So then there's just this master of templates. So you can just plug and play um, and you can hand that off to the team too. And then it just, you're just like, okay, I don't have to worry about this anymore. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So you know how I said that sometimes I don't know what I want, but I know what I don't want. Well, right now I know what I want. (laughs) I want that. That sounds amazing. And that now I can see when you have templates, when you have a guide, like a roadmap for your team, it's, it would be so much easier to be able to hand these things off to delegate. It's like, they have the, the gist of of what you're trying to do, the outline, the map, whatever it is. Yeah. And it allows for scaling a lot faster. So, um, I'll just keep using the same examples of people. Um, Mm -hmm. so for instance, Selena, you know, she's had impact millions. We rebranded that. And then she's like, I want to create something new. And she's like, it's this mastermind and I don't know, you know what it's going to be. And so we did market research and we looked at it and we were like, okay, what do we want to name it? All of those things. And her team, I mean, she has a big team, so they weighed in too, but it was like, what are we going to call it? And the common, most obvious name was impact accelerator, because you go from impact millions to impact accelerator. Mm -hmm. And then we determined, so it also allows you to scale because you have this branded system that you can easily just plug new things into without being like, oh no, I'm going to do new offer. Like, what is it going to look like? What is it going to sound like? Like you have Mm -hmm. that nailed down. So it's really easy to just be like, this is the new thing, you know, um, Mm -hmm quickly and easily and just get it going off the ground. So, oh my gosh, that sounds like a huge, huge time saver and stress saver. I love that. And I've seen Selena's, um, (laughs) I've seen Selena's documents. They're amazing. So nice. (laughs) (laughs) I can vouch for that. On the back end. (laughs) Yeah. Being responsible for creating, you know, some of her launch assets and stuff. I can say that that has been hugely helpful. Awesome. So that is, um, very cool. I know that you just got off of a free, uh, training. Mm-hmm. Was it a free training that you were hosting yep. before this workshop? A, a workshop. Okay, cool. Are there any resources, um, that anyone listening, if they're interested in figuring out where to start with their own branding that you have available? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a quiz, um, which is on yourlegacybrand.com. So I found that's the quickest way for people to just be kind of like where they're at in their business and how to strategically move forward. Um, And that's really the best place other than like Instagram. I share a lot of tips there as well. Um, And I do have a podcast starting in April, but we're not quite there yet. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) Very cool. Okay. I love quizzes. I'm definitely going to have to 
Me too. take that quiz. And then we will link up the quiz in the show notes as well. Um, Tiffany, I just want to say it's been a delight to chat with you. I love everything that you've shared about branding and I love, I just love the word legacy as well. I think that is just such an awesome way to, it it just leaves such a, a big feeling about what it is that we do as entrepreneurs. You know what I mean? It's not just the day to day. It's not just the hustle and the grind or however people describe their business, but you're actually creating, we're creating a legacy for ourselves, for our families, for, I love it. I love it. So true. And on those days that we all have once in a while, I'm like, why am I doing this? It's Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, this is why. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's big. It's bigger than ourselves. And I think that we forget that sometimes. So I love that that is, I love that legacy is, is part of your brand because that's, that's something that we all need to be reminded of that we are creating, creating something big and um, big, even if it's little, it's big, right? Because creating something out of nothing, that's something to be proud of. So absolutely. I want to thank you for joining me on this episode. I appreciate it. It was so nice to chat with you and thank I will you. link up your freebies in the show notes. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. As always, you can find show notes, links, and more over at Jackie-Ellis.com. And if we haven't connected yet, make sure you come find me on Instagram at I am Jackie Ellis and shoot me a DM. Let me know what episode you listened to and what you thought. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for being brave, being amazing, and just being you. I can't wait until next time.